0: Welcome to Cleveland Clinic Cardiac Consult, brought to you by the Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart and Vascular Institute at Cleveland Clinic. In each podcast, we aim to provide relevant and helpful information for healthcare professionals involved in cardiac, vascular, and thoracic specialties. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Leslie Cho. I'm the director for Women's Cardiovascular Center at Cleveland Clinic, and I want to welcome you to our podcast for women and heart disease. This is mainly focused towards our clinicians who treat women with heart disease. And the reason why we wanted to get this message out is, again, we continue to um, work with people being less aware that um, cardiovascular disease is the number one cause for mortality for women in the developed world. Um, and 68% of uh, people surveyed uh, didn't know that heart disease was a number one uh, killer for women. And so there are a couple of things I think that's really unique and interesting that's emerging from the science uh, for women and heart disease, and that is is the all-importance of things like pregnancy-associated complication as an increased risk for cardiovascular disease later on in life. And so things like Pregnancy-associated hypertension, so preeclampsia, gestational diabetes, premature delivery, these are very, very potent risk factors for developing cardiovascular disease. The American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology recommend that for women who have pregnancy-associated complications like hypertension and diabetes and preterm delivery, that they be seen by their primary care doctor or cardiologist to really um, strictly modify their risk factor moving forward. And it doesn't just increase their risk for developing things like hypertension or diabetes later on in life, it increases their risk for developing heart attack and heart failure. So even though we think, oh my gosh, these young women are having these complications and really what do they, um, you know, that it's a low risk, what we know from numerous registries out there from Europe as well as our own in the US and Canada is that it's a potent risk factor for developing heart disease and serious complications of heart disease in their 50s and 60s. The other great risk factor for women is uh, premature menopause, so menopause before the age of 40, whether it's chemical or surgical or whether it's natural, it increases your risk. The other one is PCOS, or polycystic ovary syndrome, that's a very potent risk factor for developing heart attack and stroke later on in life. And then lastly, autoimmune disease. And we always think of autoimmune disease as a gender-neutral disease, but it really isn't. Autoimmune disease affects 80% of women. And so when we look at autoimmune disease and we look at who it affects, which is 80% women, and their disproportionate increase in heart attack and stroke, so for example, people with rheumatoid arthritis have an increased risk for heart attack and stroke and heart failure and early mortality. That's three- to five-fold increased risk, that of their counterpart. That's astounding. We really have to be hyper-vigilant about modifying their risk. And so how do we modify risk in these uh, important patient population? And it's not about starting medicines across this uh, across everybody, but it's about really the importance of diet and lifestyle and exercise and, and you know, living a good... Um, heart-healthy life throughout their 30s and 40s and into their 50s. And the other sort of interesting thing to emerge is that high-sodium diet is much more likely to cause hypertension in women than it is in men. And so really addressing that important dietary modification in women is very vital. And what we continue to know from not just the U.S. registry, but across Europe and Canada and across the world is that women continue to lag behind in guideline-recommended therapies. And whether they do that because they have more side effect or whether they do that because they're older, it's hard to know. But it is a shame that women continue to lag behind in terms of guideline-recommended therapies. It's critical when we look at things like SPRINT data or when we look at some of the other cholesterol trial data that women benefit from. Excellent control of blood pressure and cholesterol just as men do. So it's important to really um, treat women aggressively, just as you would a male counterpart with blood pressure control and diabetes control and cholesterol control. And finally, you know, people always talk about menopause and hormone replacement therapy. In 2013 and again in 2018, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology and and also ACC and AHA again reiterated the importance of being on hormone replacement therapy at with minimal amount of, of duration. So you want to treat symptoms but not treat them for a long time. And there's this been this thing about timing hypothesis that perhaps if you start hormone replacement therapy earlier in women, that they would have prevention of heart disease. That has unfortunately have not panned out. So what we recommend for our patients is if they treat symptoms of menopause, that's fine, but with a limited amount of treatment. And again, the studies have consistently shown increased risk for venous thrombosis, with regardless of what type of estrogen therapy um, patients are on. So again, it's important to treat women with guideline-recommended medications to control your blood pressure, your, your cholesterol, your diabetes, and of course not smoke. But the most important is to counsel them on diet and lifestyle therapies. Thank you so much for your attention. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Please subscribe and share the link on iTunes.